Welcome to the Run Magical Miles podcast. This is your host, Sam, and I am so thrilled you've joined me today. The Run Magical Miles podcast is a place for all runners, no matter their experience level, pace, or goals. My goal is to help share the stories of the community of magical runners who train to go run in the most magical place on earth, Walt Disney World. This positive, creative, and hard-working group of athletes is full of runners with incredible stories to share. This episode of the Run Magical Miles podcast is a guide of where you can get in your training miles while on vacation at Walt Disney World across all of the resorts on property. If you don't have a trip coming up for a while, feel free to save this and listen to it closer to your next trip um, to get you pumped up and to help you plan your miles for the week or the duration of your trip. Information that is shared today was found through my personal GPS files, current information found on the Walt Disney World website, historical information, and maps that I just found searching Google. I also use a footpath app on my iPad and iPhone to measure running routes and to use GPS data to determine where there are sidewalks and distances between different places and different running routes. So that is one of my favorite apps to use. I found it to be really accurate and then it also will track you while you're running so you won't get lost. Before I get into where to run on property, I do want to make sure to share some general tips um, to enjoy running on your Disney vacation. First, run in the morning before it is too hot, too sunny, and also to avoid crowds within the resort. Avoid running on state roads, access roads, and parking lots. Disney does not add access roads and parking lots into their running paths that they advertise for a reason. There is also going to be guest traffic, resort traffic, like buses. No matter how much you want to run, you also don't want to get hit by a car. That's my disclaimer. Run on resort paths and sidewalks. Some resorts will have sprawling resort roads. I'm thinking of Fort Wilderness Resort, um, Old Key West, Saratoga Springs. If you're running in one of those big resorts, beware for bus traffic, visitor traffic, bikes, and golf carts. If there are no sidewalks and you're within a resort, run against traffic. If it's dark, dust, or dawn, wear reflective clothing or lights. Through most of the resorts, you can get in at least two to three miles without too much repetition, which is really nice. If it's too hot or you get bored after a few runs on the same resort, say if you're staying maybe at the Animal Kingdom Lodge or the Wilderness Lodge for a week, the moderate and deluxe category resorts do have fitness centers with treadmills that you can use. Make sure you stay hydrated and keep up on your electrolytes. Even if you run early and if it's not sunny or hot, it will probably be humid. I always bring water with me when running in Florida and I always take a salt tab or electrolyte product before and after my run. That way I'm not depleted and it me sweating and being active early in the day does not ruin the rest of my day. First, I'm going to start with the value resorts. Together, I will talk about the all-star resorts, which are all-star music, all-star movies, and all-star sports. 
for their official run Disney path, the path is the access road that reaches all three resorts. This is approximately one mile. While I said don't run on access road, there are sidewalks here. I did this run back in January 2017, the day before the canceled Walt Disney World Half Marathon. I ran from a building in the back of the music resort to the main road. I went left to All Star Sports and I ran around their main building and through their football field for some nostalgia. Then I went back to the main road and ran towards the other end. I ran into all-star movies and I checked out the Toy Story area and the 101 Dalmatian areas be before going back to that main road and back to my room at all-star music. This ended up being a little bit over three miles so it was a good solid 5k. You can easily add on more miles by going around all the different buildings in these resorts and checking out the cool things there are to see. There are also access roads that connect all of the parking lots and it does look like there are sidewalks and paths where you could run. So I'm not sure if I would totally recommend running on these, but if you're staying there for a week or so and you're really desperate for something different, you could probably try that if you need some more miles. I really like running here because within all of the resorts, there are a lot of giant characters to look at and you can take some fun pictures with them. The next value resorts I will talk about, and I'm gonna talk about these together, are Art of Animation and Pop Century because they are both on Hourglass Lake. The most easy run route is to do a loop around Hourglass Lake, which is about 1.4-ish miles. For something different, say you're staying at Pop Century, you can go to the water path and you can run all the way to the one end of the resort. So like the 50 buildings in Pop Century and run a loop on that path around the building, take a path back to the water and then follow that down to the other end of the resort. So at Pop Century, that would be the 80s and 90s and do another loop. And once you get back to the water where you started, it will also be about one and a quarter miles. So that's something else you can do to add some variety. Once again, like being at the All-Star Resorts, these loops are full of fun pictures. I will say from my experience, this loop can get crowded on the path around 7 to 7.30 as people are getting up and getting ready to go to the Skyliner to get to Hollywood Studios, especially on the Pop Century side. So either run earlier or just be ready to kind of slow down and be more aware of people at that area. The next resort I'm going to talk about in the value section is Fort Wilderness. I'm not sure if that is actually a value or a moderate because there are cabins but it's also like a campsite but I'm just going to add it in here. Fort Wilderness is one of those sprawling resorts. Unlike other resorts there will be a lot more wooded, more of a trail run vibe here However, there's going to be a lot of traffic in this resort due to cars getting from one place to another. Also golf carts, I guess, can rent and bikes. So be careful and be aware of your surroundings. The official fitness trail and bike path can be accessed from a lot of areas in the resort. 
It begins at the corner of Fort Wilderness Trail and Big Pine Drive, and you can follow these roads to complete a loop that's about an, a mile and a half, and this is going to be paved road. Now, in the past, there was a couple of different paths that could connect you from Fort Wilderness to the Wilderness Lodge. However, with this resort, the Reflections Lodge that was supposed to be built, the, those were closed. I do not think those paths are open yet, but if they are, um, you let me know and then I can update this to be as accurate as possible. Next, I'm going to talk about the moderate resorts. And there is one deluxe DVC hotel in here, but you'll see why. First, let's talk about Coronado Springs and the Grandesino Tower. There is a lake here. The lake loop is approximately 0.9 miles, and there was also some bridges on there, so you can do some different loops with the bridges to add some different views and mileage. With Coronado Springs, the main resort, you can also add a loop around the Rancheros area to tack on another 0.7 miles, or you can add a loop around the cabanas for another 0.4 miles. So you can get in some good miles there doing some different loops around the buildings and around the lake. Next up is Port Orleans. I'm going to group French Quarter and Riverside together because these are sister resorts and you can reach them both concurrently. If you're going to run around the lake at the Riverside Resort, it is about one mile. And then from the bottom point of the lake, you can run south like to the French Quarter property and run to the south side of that and back. So if you run from the bottom of the lake at Riverside to the south side of property on French Quarter and back up, that's going to be an additional 1.7 miles. So you can get in almost three miles without a whole lot of repetition. The next two resorts I'm going to talk about are the Caribbean Beach Resort and the Riviera Resort. They are both on this lake called Barefoot Bay. The main loop that stays on the main path around the lake is going to be roughly 1.2 miles. This will run past the Riviera Resort and then the Caribbean Beach Resort villages of Jamaica, Aruba, Martinique, Barbados, and Trinidad North. At the southern tip of Trinidad North, you can continue down a path to Trinidad South so a loop from the Barefoot Bay path down to the bottom of Trinidad South around the hotel buildings and back will add about 1.7 miles. So if you do all of the Barefoot Bay and then the loop down to the Barefoot to Trinidad South and back, you're going to have about two miles. Next up, we have the Deluxe Resort properties, which also will include the Disney Vacation Club properties with the exception of the Riviera, which we talked about with the moderates just because of how it's positioned. We're going to start with the Seven Seas Lagoon properties, which can also be referred to as the monorail loop properties. I'm going to start with the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian because they are on the same side of the Seven Seas Lagoon. Disney advertises a running path that runs between the lighthouse at the Grand Floridian down past the Wedding Pavilion, past the Polynesian Marina and Pools, and then ends at the Moria Building of the Polynesian. One way is approximately a mile, so out and back would be approximately two miles. 
You can also continue this past the Polynesian to the Ticket and Transportation Center, which is not too much farther. In late 2020, a pathway opened that connected the Grand Floridian Resort to the Magic Kingdom. To run from the end of Moria at the Polynesian, which is basically at the Ticketing and Transportation Center, through the Grand Floridian grounds into the Magic Kingdom gates is roughly one and a half miles one way. So three miles both ways. If you're running late enough in the day that Magic Kingdom is approaching opening time, so I would say 30 minutes to an hour before the resort early entry time of the day, which is 30 minutes before everyone else is able to get into the park, you should be able to run through and continue through the main entrance of the Magic Kingdom and over to the contemporary property. By the time you run the path from the Polynesian to the past the Grand Floridian to the contemporary around the outside of the Bay Lake Tower along the lake and then around the garden wing of the contemporary you've added another mile or so to your total. So if you're able to do this whole thing both ways you'd end up with roughly five miles for your morning. If you did the same from the Grand Floridian I'd estimate about three miles. If you're able to enter through the Magic Kingdom gates into this whole loop, you don't need theme park admission. However, you will have to stop and go through security first, like going from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom and then coming from the Contemporary going into the entrance. I do plan to run at least from the Polynesian in the TTC to the Magic Kingdom gates and back during my trip in June 2022. I'm so excited to finally get to do this run. I'm hoping that timing works out, that I can also run to the contemporary and back and just have that whole loop. Um, but hopefully with timing and my training for that week, I'll have the, the amount of time and it'll all work out that I can do the whole thing. Now, if you're staying at the Contemporary and you're on the other side of the lagoon from the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian, you don't have quite as much uninterrupted running, but there's still some good running there for you. Like I said, depending on the time of the day, you can use the path to connect to that the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian loop. If not, you can run around the contemporary property. So say you start at the back of the contemporary, you can go to your right, you can run around the garden wing, back to the lakeside. So do a loop around the garden wing, go to the lakeside, then run the perimeter of Bay Lake Tower and back to where your sergeant is going to be approximately 0.9 miles. And even if that path through the Magic Kingdom is not open, um, the walking path from like the entrance of Bay Lake Tower to where security is at Magic Kingdom is going to be approximately 0.4 miles. So if you do one full loop of the resort and then take the path to Magic Kingdom and back, you can get almost to two miles without too much repetition. The one other resort that's kind of in this Magic Kingdom area but not on the lagoon 
is the Wilderness Lodge. Now, the Wilderness Lodge used to be a better place for running because, like I said, it was connected to the Fort Wilderness Resorts and campsites by a nature path. But when I stayed here in summer of 2021, that path was closed because they were going to be building a DVC resort there called the Reflections Resort, a lakeside property. But from all things that like DVC owners and the DVC boards like go on have said that this isn't happening anymore. So it's not an active construction site, but from what I know that path is still closed. So right now, if you're staying at the Wilderness Lodge, you can run a loop around the main building, then go to the, continue to the back side of the resort, go down to one end of the Cascade Cabins, and then run to the other side of the Cascade Cabins and back. This will run you about 1.7 miles. Now, I did this once during my five night stay in summer 2021. It's a beautiful resort, but I just found this resort to have a very boring running route without being able to connect to Fort Wilderness. I did enjoy seeing some bunnies, armadillos, and lizards, but it's very wildernessy. There are lots of those signs saying that there are alligators or snakes, and my snake-fearing soul was petrified that I would see some of those too. Next up, we have the Epcot Area Resorts. I'm going to loop together the resorts that consist of the Yacht Club, the Beach Club Resort in Villas, the Boardwalk Resort in Villas, and the Swan and Swan Reserve and Dolphin Resorts because they all surround Crescent Lake. Because of the vicinity of the resorts to each other, as well as the convention centers at the Dolphin and then the Yacht and Beach Club, there are a lot of sidewalks and paths to run on. Additionally, Epcot Resorts Boulevard, which connects the Swan and Dolphin, Yacht and Beach Club, the Boardwalk Resort, has sidewalks. So that increases the runnability of this area. Now for running, one loop of Crescent Lake is approximately 0.85 miles. You can also do a loop all of the way around the Swan, Dolphin, and Dolphin Convention Center. And if I measure that from the little bridge that connects this resort area to the path around Crescent Lake, just that extra loop is about an extra mile and a half. You can also take the path that starts at the bridge connecting all of these resorts down to the entrance of Hollywood Studios, which is along a little river. It is so serene. And out and back from the, this bridge at the corner of the resorts to the Hollywood Studio Skyline Station and back is roughly 1.25 miles. So you could do the Crescent Lake Loop and the Hollywood Studios Path for a little over two miles. If you add the Swan and Dolphin Loop to that, you can get a total of three and a half miles without too much repetition. Now, when I'm doing a run Disney event, miles along Crescent Lake are among my favorites outside of the Magic Kingdom miles, of course. I also love the Hollywood Studios path, but during races, because it's narrow, it leads to a lot of crowding and it's late in the race. So there tends to be a lot of people walking, 
which if you're still running with good energy, it can slow you down. And it can be, honestly, as you're mentally tired at the end of a race, it can get a little frustrating. So do this loop, do these miles when you're not in a race, and they'll be very, very peaceful with beautiful views. Plus, you can finish on the boardwalk for a treat from the bakery, or you can stretch on the beach of the beach club, and that just sounds like a perfect way to end a morning. Now, these two next resorts I purposely have put together because they can be connected and you can run between the both of them. First is the Saratoga Springs Resort, which is a huge DVC resort, making it really great for running. The main running trail that's advertised is one mile. It starts at the Carriage House, follows the roads down through Broadway, which is their main, one of their main roads, around the Congress Park area by the water, up around the Paddock Resort area, and then back to the Carriage House. There are other resort areas like the tree houses um, and the carousel. However, they require crossing busier service roads. And because there's a this is a large resort and like those areas aren't huge, they're hard to get to, I would be kind of careful of running on these roads and stick to that main area. Theoretically, there's also a path that connects Congress Park to Disney Springs that you can easily walk during the day. However, I have heard mixed things about runners accessing Disney Springs in the morning and running through there. Um, I've heard a couple people who've been able to do it, a couple who haven't. So if you've had luck with this, let me know so I can update this and add Disney Springs routes to this pod as well. Now with Saratoga Springs, you also have the Old Key West Resort, which is another sprawling Disney Vacation Club resort. Now, if you're staying at Old Key West as a guest and you don't have a car, the, the vastness of this resort can be really frustrating, and I know that's kept me from staying there. But if you're running and you know you need to get, get a lot of miles in, staying at Old Key West can be fantastic. Their official New Balance running trail is 1.37 miles long. It starts at the Hospitality House, runs down Peninsula Road, does a loop of Old Turtle Pond Road and South Point Road, and then it leads back to the Hospitality House. You could also add miles by running down to the end of the Miller's Road Resort area. Also, if you would like to add more miles and connect to the Saratoga Springs Resort, you can take what's called the Conk Flats Trail or the Saratoga Springs Nature Trail. It's approximately 0.7 miles one way and it will pop you out near the Turf Club Grill at Saratoga Springs, which is near that carriage house area. So you could run a mile and a half through their New Balance Loop, take a 0.7 mile loop to Saratoga Springs, run their mile loop, and run back. So you're getting about five miles without a whole lot of repetition. That sounds really wonderful to me. And also, like, Old Key West and Saratoga Springs have some have a lot of waterways. It has a golf course, so you're going to find a lot of nice... Um, 
greenery and things to look at. Now the last deluxe resort I'm going to talk about is Animal Kingdom Lodge. So there's two parts of Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kadani Village and Jumbo House. Now I have a good friend who owns DVC at Animal Kingdom Lodge and she told me that the Animal Kingdom Lodge is one of her least favorite resorts for running and I see why. You will not be running around the animals. Essentially, you can run back and forth between the Jumbo House and Kadani Village. So maybe a half a mile one way. So not a whole lot of space to get running here. I would not trust that service road that's going to be really busy. And then after the service road, you're heading out on state roads. Don't do that. So I'm thinking ahead to my trip for the Wine and Dine Half Marathon this November and I will be staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I do plan to do a shakeout run so you know I can maybe do a shakeout run before the half marathon, run a few times back and forth, but I'm not going to be doing more than two or three miles. So there you have it. Those are most of the running routes you are going to find around the Walt Disney World Resort. If you have any beloved trails or routes you love to run hit me up let me know and I can add them into this episode my last thing I want to share is don't feel bad if you don't run as much as you normally do or you plan to while you're on your Disney vacation I always make a point to run at least once during my Walt Disney World trips but I often don't make it up more than that no matter how many pairs of shoes I pack and no matter how many outfits I plan If you're running during the spring, summer, or fall months, it's going to be hot and humid. It's even in the morning, it's still humid. And if you're not from somewhere that's that that yucky in the morning, it's it's not appetizing. You really, it's not enjoyable. You're also putting in long days and a lot of miles walking in the parks. So run if and when you want to. Run to explore a new resort. However, if you're walking 5, 10, I know I've walked 15 miles in a day in the parks, you are not going to lose fitness during a few days of your vacation. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Run Magical Miles podcast about running around the world. If you take some of these tips and run some of these routes, let me know on Instagram at run magical miles so I can see how you enjoyed your ruse and how you made them yours if you like this episode please subscribe rate and review and share on social media so we can share the word and get more people listening to these episodes as they prepare for races in Disney World and beyond thanks for listening talk to you real soon Mm -hmm.